What is up, guys, and welcome to the Bachelor Pad Podcast, where two bachelors who've never really watched ABC's The Bachelor before sit down to review episodes right after they air. Well, right-ish after they air. My name's Tyler. I'm here with uh, one of my best friends in the world, Scott. Hey, how you guys doing? Yeah, it's only kind of after it airs because it's Thursday today. Yeah, so uh, if you missed our sort of like zero, our intro episode for this season, uh, our schedules just, we, we cleared Mondays. The stars didn't align to we, this, this season. We cleared Mondays thinking it was always going to be on Monday, and then all of a sudden... I think, who's, whose decision was it? Was it Chris Harrison's? I refuse to believe it was Chris Harrison's decision. It couldn't decision. have been because he's, he's just too solid. He, and he's my friend, and he would never do that to me. Wait, you guys are friends? yes. How do you think I do Chris's corner every week where I talk about his life? I just thought you Googled stuff. I didn't know you got, you had like a text relationship with him. Well, I mean, I follow him on Instagram. That makes us friends, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Yeah. Well, uh, Scott, you doing well? This has been a good week for you? I, I am doing well. Let's do a little bit of an update since our last airing of Bachelor Pad. I mean, it's been months. Well, I mean, we just released one earlier this week, but yeah, sure. That's true. It's just a launch episode, though. <laughs> we didn't really do a life update in that Well, one. you do a life update for me real quick. Uh, job has changed. Relationship status has changed. Hey. Yep. yep. So, uh, yeah, life is good. Congrats. Thanks, man. I had no idea. I, I feel like that's <laughs> a lie. We're roommates. <laughs> I told you about this. <laughs> I wrote it in my diary. Scott had a very funny joke. He said that he was dating some girl. Uh, no, you? Uh, I mean, I've just been working like crazy. COVID's been a dog for me. Um, this not uh, also, I guess, good pun. Although all of Bachelor Nation knows this, but I got a dog. Yes, but that happened just before. Just like right at the end of our first season. Yeah, yeah, but um, but no, it's been it's been a real real hard season of working, and uh, even right now I'm operating on like three hours sleep out of the last forty eight hours. So that's what's going on with me. You're a champ. I couldn't do it. I knew you couldn't because you can't operate with less than I'm, ten hours a night. I'm a grouch if I have less than eight for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, we have a really special guest joining us uh, for this episode, our our season premiere, really. We had a, an intro episode, but this is the premiere, uh, and so we're joined by uh, one of our really good friends, one of my best friends, Jeremy. What's up, man? Hello, everybody. Happy to be here. I'm happy to have you, man. When, uh, when I first, uh, like... When, when when Scott and I first decided that we were going to do an episode, or a podcast on The Bachelor, you were my favorite, the the one person I was super excited to tell. Yeah, you mean one of the only guys you knew who watched the show? I think yeah. the only. Well, you're like our going to be like our resident expert on all things Bachelor because Tyler and I don't know. You got it, man. I'll be your expert. I'll answer all the questions. <laughs> but you've been watching this show for a couple of years now, right? Yep, yep. I think this is like year four for me year two of like admitting that to people <laughs> I, think I, I couldn't admit it till i started dating a girl and i could just blame it on her oh yeah uh, but yeah i remember uh, a while back it wasn't till there was a super crazy person i forget her name and i had to know what was happening on the show and uh yeah never looked back it's great so uh did you see then claire's season with juan pablo not when it happened. Oh, okay. I, I rewatched that when they put it on Netflix. I think probably just to pump up the to show. To pump up this season, out. yeah. Oh, okay. So that was a little bit new for me, but uh, yeah, Claire had a bumpy ride. 
Okay. Sure. Well, I will say, like, I don't mean to be too objectifying, but not only does she look phenomenal for 39, but I feel like she aged better. Like I've like looking at the clips in this episode, like of her over the seasons that she's been on. I'm like, you've never looked better. She's Jennifer Aniston. Oh yeah. The bachelorette. You think she just keeps looking better and better. Yeah. With age. I actually thought this is going to mean nothing for you guys, but I uh, was. <laughs> Those are my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> I was really into uh, Food Network for a long time. Uh, we don't have cable anymore, so I don't have Food Network. But uh, Giada uh, De Laurentiis is one of the cooks on there, and Claire reminded me so much of her, and that's another woman. that It's just like the older she gets, it's like how do you not, how do you not look worse? Like she just looks better and better. Mm-hmm. Scott, you were make. Oh, I smell it now. One of the dogs. Yeah, farted, one of the huh? dogs definitely farted. <laughs> you made a face, and I was like, I don't know what you're making a face about. Wow, that was rough. That's, I'm gonna blame that on Onyx. It, it, it's probably an Onyx because she was over there when it happened. So anyway, uh, well, let's let's jump into this episode. It was our our first episode of this season, so we started off with like a weird. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what are you feeding that dog, Scott? It's just the normal food. Are you this sure? I think so. <laughs> that is an atrocious. I'm never coming on this podcast. Ever again. <laughs> that is an atrocious smell. Oh wow. <laughs> well, anyway, we start off with like an interesting, like whole, like hey, like things are different because of COVID. Um, but I got to be honest. Other than like you know, we knew. Uh, at the end of last season that it was going to be Claire. This didn't give me any like insight into Claire at all. So Jeremy, can you give us any insight into Claire and her journey so far? For sure. So her start in the bachelor universe was on Juan Pablo season. So she was, okay. uh, gosh, that was probably seven, eight years ago, something like that. So she must've been like 32 at the time. Juan Pablo, just so you guys know, is kind of like, Probably the worst bachelor of all time. Really? Like universally hated, terrible guy. He was a professional soccer player and he was just a player. That's, that was his problem. <laughs> he was uh, not a grown up, didn't treat the women well, Claire being one of them. Uh, so that was rough. It ended, I think she was booted off right before Fantasy Suites. Although rumor has it, they skipped uh, a week. I think maybe they had their Fantasy Suite on the beach. Uh, but who knows? That's just rumor. Uh, huh. And uh, anyway, Claire was broken up with, didn't take it well. Uh, Bachelor Nation was behind her because mm. Juan Pablo was, was a awful. Jerk. Yeah. And she came on a couple times in like Paradise, I think Winter Games too. Never worked out, obviously. So now she's right. here. Hopefully she has better luck this time, but every single time she kind of falls for the wrong guy. Mm. So hopefully her picker has, uh, you know, improved. Well, she did say that she's been to some therapy. Hopefully that helps. I think she said lots of therapy, which is like, I don't know what the quantity. She also admitted that she very regularly falls for the wrong guy. She did. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I think that's a prerequisite for the show. You <laughs> yeah. can't come on. Well, because if you fall for the right guy, like it works you out. Wouldn't you be wouldn't here. make it on the show. Yeah. Except for that idea that, that Scott and I had once, which was a bachelor season for people who their spouse is terminally ill and their terminally ill spouse is the one who picks their next. I forgot about that. (laughs) Okay. That was an interesting premise. I'm listening. Would you watch that? I'd watch that for sure. 
If Chris Harrison's on the show, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. watch it. Our fearless leader. All right, all you geckos out there, get that trending. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And, and tag us at Bachelor Pad Pod. Scott, what's that show called? Uh, it's called uh, Follow Your Terminally Ill Spouse. <laughs> Needs some work. Yeah, it's a working title. <laughs> Follow your terminal. So it's like, this is the one to follow. Final bachelor. (laughs) Oh, there we go. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to call it bachelor again. There we go. Mm. Or bachelor remix. I'd watch all of those. (laughs) We could all be different shows with slightly different plots. You're welcome, ABC. You're welcome. Yeah, I, Chris, I know you're listening to this, and so go ahead and and you know make it a thing, make it so, make it so, Captain. Um, so we jump in. We have we have Claire uh, there. Rather than being in LA, I get the sense that they're typically in like Beverly Hills, the the Bachelor yeah, Mansion. Yeah, I think they're in Hollywood. Yeah, well, they're more in Orange County. I forget what oh, city they're in. Okay. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're like by the beach. They're a little bit more South of like Hollywood. Got it. Okay. Like maybe Laguna, Laguna Niguel or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, they're not there this season, which they make this big deal. Like, oh yeah, because of COVID we can't be in bachelor mansion. And it's like, what does La Quinta uh, Resort have that uh, bachelor mansion doesn't? I'm going to be honest. If they wouldn't have said anything. And just did the episode. <laughs> you wouldn't have I, noticed. I would have been like, yeah, it's the same set as last season. <laughs> Except for the, like, I'm pretty sure in Bachelor Mansion, uh, they, uh, the the guys or girls, depending if it's Bachelor or Bachelorette, but in this, in this season, the guys would share rooms, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. They bunk up every year. That was one of my first takeaways. It looks like the guys get their own room. That's what, that's what I read, too. Which is terrible for the drama. Like, oh, yeah. I want them to have all that roommate pent up frustration. Every night they have to go to bed together, like talking (laughs) about what happened that day. Right, right, right. Yeah. Or just one of them snores and that like creates additional builds up anger. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, But no, yeah, I, I felt the same thing. I was like, well, this is a little lamer. This is like bachelorette on easy mode. I think not to be confused with our contestant easy. (laughs) <laughs> Correct. No Correct. Intended. i think uh the my favorite part of the opening was seeing all these grown hugely bulky men whimpering at the thought of having covid tests shoved up their noses well not just whimpering but literally crying yes real tears listen whoever their trainers are i want to work out with those guys every single guy on the show this year do you notice like ripped yeah, they're totally cut. Well, is I that don't. How it not nor- that's not normally how it is. I just figured that's how it always was. Well, it kind of always is. Yeah, I think this era of bachelors and bachelorettes, like they're all like Instagram influencers before they're actually like no chosen for the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, they are all ripped though. It, it's a little frustrating. The only one that we don't know if he's actually ripped is uh, what's his name, Straight Jacket Boy. I don't know his name. He's just straight jacket. I just call him a straight jacket. <laughs> what about uh, the 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 guy from the East Coast, like Vermont, who faked pregnancy 
to make fun of uh, how clear. Wait, Jason. 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 Yeah. We don't know if he's ripped too. Player. Not to be confused oh, with well, Jason. If, if he was a pro football player, he's probably ripped too. Well, no, he was a lineman. Oh. So for those non-football uh, fans out there, or I guess you wouldn't be fans in that case, a lineman is the biggest player on the field. So I looked this up. He was 300 pounds once upon a time. Oh. He was a big, big man, and he's trimmed down. He looks great. Whatever diet him. he's on, I want to be on that too. Uh, I'm pretty sure I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was, oh, I just passed him. Uh, I'm pretty sure in the straight jacket, it was Jay. Was that Jay in the straight jacket or no, maybe not. It may have been. I honestly don't remember his name, but for all those geckos out there, they remember, I don't remember anyone's names, so they didn't really expect me to know. That's true. None of us, none of us expected you to know anything other than, uh, Tyler C and Yosef, you absolutely, and Dale, you absolutely should know have known them. those three well, names. And also uh, Blake Moines. And Blake Moines. So let's talk about those four guys for a second. Uh, we'll start with, uh, we'll start with Yosef. So Yosef comes in and uh, he's, you know, uh, pretty uh, big on the fact that he's uh, a daughter dad. That's kind of, or a girl dad. That's the, the hashtag, right? Girl dad. I think so. And here's the thing. Uh, historically speaking, when guys come in and say that they're a dad, especially if you're a dad of a little girl, a cute little girl, like that always wins you points. I think that was his angle. Okay. Totally. Got it. Yeah. He was just trying to get Claire to like, oh, yeah, it worked. Maybe, maybe he actually believed that Claire had a kid. Like he only watched the first couple of seconds of her, uh, of her walk up on Juan Pablo's episode. He saw and he was like, belly. Oh, she's got a baby bump. She's got a kid. <laughs> I'm going to capitalize on that. Yeah. He I didn't don't, watch the whole season. I don't remember who Claire was talking to, but it was one of her first conversations. And she said something along the lines of like, you know, it's, it's finally my time. I've always been like the bridesmaid. I've always been the friend supporting her friends. And I'm like, isn't this like your fourth time on the bachelor? Like, <laughs> I feel like you've definitely had at least like three other times. You've had a couple of shots. A few. Like, like there's definitely not the first time. Dare I say more than most. <laughs> more than most. Uh, but yeah, Yosef comes in real strong with that. I, what do you guys think of Yosef? I think he's going to be the villain of the season. I didn't like him at all. I didn't like him as soon as he came out of the car. I was like, he has just a punchable face. <laughs> he did have a very punchable face. I was like, this guy's not a good person. He kind of look of him. He's sort of like a sack from uh, Wedding Crashers. Yeah. Bradley, yeah. Bradley, Bradley Cooper. Cooper's character yeah. from Wedding Crashers. Just like pretty, but like. But I definitely want to punch you. Yeah. Just rotten to his core. Yeah. He's too like. perfect. Like I looked mm. at him coming out and I was like, you know, when somebody looks too perfect. Like there's, showy. Yeah, yeah. There's something going on. Yeah. I, I didn't like him at all. I, I I couldn't tell from the preview. I don't know if I'm jumping ahead here. Cut me off. Oh, go ahead. But when they gave a preview of later in the season, somebody shouts out in the middle of the night, super dark like tries to throw shade at Claire for being the oldest bachelorette ever. That was their quote. Mm. I think it was Yosef. That's my guess. It could have been. I couldn't tell, but he seems like the only guy mean enough to mm. say something like that. Totally. Out of everyone I've seen so far, everyone seems like a nice person except for Yosef. Yeah, I felt that too. And and we'll, uh, we'll just kind of like free flow this because this episode didn't have a whole lot of structure. None of the like intro, like introduce the guys episodes really have a whole lot of like structure happening. But at one point, Tyler C, 
tells a few of the other guys that he has some dirt on Yosef. Well, and it happens because uh, Chris brings out the first impression rose, and that just brings everyone's attention to like, oh, yeah, we're competing right now. Now it's time to turn and up the... That's what Tyler was like, oh, yeah, I have this dirt on this guy who's right now talking with Claire. Like, I'm going to engage this. And so Tyler pulls Yosef uh, aside to confront him about this. And I don't know if you guys noticed this. I don't know if it's a huge deal. But when he was telling the other guys about it, he said, I have multiple friends who this guy has been like, mm-hmm. like texting up on or DMing on Instagram. And then when he confronts Yosef about it, he says, um, a friend of a friend let me know that you were texting her. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, that was very different. Yeah, like, <laughs> totally. And, well, and then when he talked yeah. with Claire and Yosef, it was a, another story. It's like you sent a video uh, multiple times. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like why is the story different every single time you said it? Right, yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, in fairness, like... Very often. They could all be true. They do trim some things. Oh, yeah. Totally. It very much seemed like by the reaction of the other guys who were all frustrated that this fight was taken away from their time, that there was a lot more to this that we probably didn't see. So, like, Tyler, my impression was, like, he seemed like a protector. Like, my vibe was, like, he actually wanted what was good for Claire, maybe even what was good for this girl that he knew. Like, he actually seemed genuine. Now, I don't think you should say that on night one. Yeah. Or say it before you've even talked to Claire. Like, ever. Totally. <laughs> like, you don't want to be known as the drama guy before you're, like, any kind of guy. <laughs> so, that was mistake number one. But I actually think, like, I was really bummed when he when he left because I thought he was a good guy. Yeah, and I definitely wanted more Matthew mcconaughey on the season all right yeah what did he call him low rent matthew mcconaughey Uh or something like that (laughs) um i it's funny that you that you had that thought so your thought was that tyler was well-intentioned but like poor tact poor tact maybe i fell for the southern accent that's possible (laughs) it was an adorable accent he definitely seemed like a gentleman like i actually thought like how the episode was going listen i think you can tell a lot about somebody when drama comes up what's their first step so he didn't go to claire he went straight to the guy man to man he handled it well what was yosef's first step he went straight straight to claire so i think that tells you a lot about he was trying to get in control of the situation like hey Oh yeah. I need to go to her and make sure she hears it from me getting ahead so of it, that yeah. I can control this whole thing. Well, I, uh, I gotta be honest. I think that Yosef is a bad guy. I think I agree with you, Scott. I think he's going to be the villain of the show. I also was not sad to see Tyler go. I kind of agreed with, I don't remember who said it once again. I don't know any of their names yet. But one of the guys was like, if I was clear, I'd kick them both off. And I was like, yeah, I probably would too. Like, it's the first night. How are we having drum already? Just I don't out. remember exactly who it was, but I think it was it was uh, Demar. It might have. I think Demar said it. Probably. Yeah. I think especially after Peter's season and the nightmare that that was, oh, I think yeah. any hint of drama, you just got to sniff it out like mm-hmm. right now. I, snuff it out. Well, sniff it out would be like you want more of it. Sniff it, right? it out. You don't want to snuff, sniff it. it. Snuff, snuff it. it. And that's what I actually appreciated about Claire was I was like, man, this is a very different season. Oh yeah. Than than with uh, our friend Peter because like she immediately was like, okay, we're getting everyone that's involved. We're going to talk about this. And then when she felt like she had heard enough, 
she was like i have other gentlemen here who i do need to talk to so you guys figure out what you're doing i'm leaving good no oh good i I was seriously so impressed like honestly i have very little to go off about claire i know that some people on bachelor in bachelor nation were not super thrilled about claire maybe because she's had plenty of opportunities and you know here she is again kind of a thing but in this interaction alone my first interaction with claire really uh was this and i was like dang not only has this girl obviously like done some good therapy but she could be a therapist like she approached that very maturely very wisely i I was blown away yeah she handled it great the only gripe i had like i loved bringing the guys together because i think there's a lot of like he said he said kind of going on yeah (laughs) i love that she did that i didn't like that she just kind of left it unresolved Uh, i mean i think to scott's credit like it probably was a good move because it's night number one you've got to meet some of these other guys it's not fair to them what's happening right now so maybe it's wise but i kind of felt like well how do you expect this to resolve itself i really thought at that point both are going home that's why i was surprised i I did too i was surprised too but part of me is always suspicious of the producers probably saw it and were like, you need to keep this guy. Oh yeah. Like he's going to make for some kind of drama on this show and we need some kind of drama. I'm convinced that every rose ceremony, I have no facts to prove this, but I think there's got to be at least one untouchable that the producers say, like you yeah. can get rid of whoever you want, but don't get rid of Yosef. You know? Yeah. Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I would a hundred percent agree with that as well. The devil works hard, but bachelor producers work harder. <laughs> Uh, okay, so another big name uh, that that came out of this episode that we've got to talk about for a little bit is Dale. Yeah, she was swooning over him as soon as he stepped out of the car. Dashing Dale. Dashing Dale, 31 years old, former pro football receiver. Yep. That tells you a lot. I'm well, just going to say. What, is it, what does it tell us? Okay, listen. <laughs> wide receivers. Okay, I'm a sports fan. I'm probably Yeah, no, lay it out. This over. So, okay, you've got two guys. I'm going to compare them. So, Dale is a wide receiver. That's what they told us. You've got Jason, on the other hand, the super tall guy who used to be 300 pounds, who's He's a lineman. lineman. Yep. Now, a lineman's job, like they don't get the credit. They're up there on the line. They're big. They're gritty. They're in every play. They're protecting the quarterback, but they never get the, no the glory. big payday, the glory, any of that. Well, wide they never score a goal. They never, yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah. Wide receivers are the opposite, right? It's so, a sexy position. Oh, it's the diva position. It's yeah. actually called that <laughs> like mm-hmm. in, in the NFL. <laughs> so like these guys, like they're very showy. They want the attention. They're very confident. When you look at Dale, I see all of those things and his smug looks. Oh, very they smug. They should have brought Chad Ochocinco onto the, this season. <laughs> the Is he available? I don't know. <laughs> we should check. No, I agree with you. He comes off not only smug, but she, Claire was like, this is my husband, you know, like she was like, this is the guy. Not only was he smug, I felt like he was cool. Like he was a little disinterested almost. Like he was like there, but only enough to like keep her on the line. Like well, I and felt I think like, that's why she was more interested in him than the others. Is everyone else was very much like, I'm so here for you. I'm here only for you. Like, I've been thinking about you this whole time. As soon as you were announced, that's why I decided to come on the right, show. And right. he came on, he was like, what's up? I'm a football player. What's up, girl? <laughs> he's probably <laughs> I'm a, used I'm to the walk women. this way. Like, he's a pro football player, used to the women coming to him, not him having to come to them. I think, Tyler, you were probably more right than you think you were in okay. saying that he's disinterested. Did you see his response at the very end when she wanted to kiss? 
Did you see that? I don't. He said this line. He was so. like, oh, I don't know if I'm ready for this. And he almost like psyched himself up. He's like, okay, I'll be ready for this. And then he actually goes and kisses her. <laughs> but it actually looked to I me. Mean, I was watching with my wife, man. It looked like he wasn't into it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was a weird vibe. I was like, maybe he actually is disinterested. I think he might be. I think he might be. And I think he was the one, I think it was him. I, I, again, like all of this is so new to so many of us and we're starting to put faces and names together, but I'm pretty sure when they were doing early on, they were doing like, um, iPhone selfie videos of going to Palm Springs. Uh, I think he was the one that was like with his sister or something like that. Yeah. It was super cool. He was with his family, like is very endearing, you know, before you actually got mm-hmm. to know him. But, but like, even just that, like, it, I for me, I don't know. I could, this could be crazy, but I felt like how he was with his sister, I later understood her to be his sister. But for a split second, I was like, is he taking a selfie with his girlfriend? Like getting, like he's, he, he just seems to me like he's not ready to like, leave his family and like be in a relationship like he's like oh this is fun this is cool but you know whatever i'm Mm -hmm. just along for the ride that was that was just kind of the vibe that i got i could i know that i'm reading super far into something super innocuous but i i don't know i don't think he's as into her as she's into him totally and i want to go back to one thing with yosef too in their conversation she unacceptable she straight asked him she was like is that true Oh yeah. And he did not. His first response wasn't no, that's not true. Okay. He said, <laughs> which is what I, an innocent person would I, say. He said, I'm not the type of person who would do that. No, no, no. It's even better. This is what he, this was his first response. I, I listened to it three times because I'm like, is that what he really said? He said, uh, I'm the kind of guy that like when I message someone, they respond. Oh yeah, that's exactly what first he said. red flag. Yeah, I was like, whoa, <laughs> all right, like, dude, you've got you've got some you've got some cockiness going on right or now. Or is it because he starts with a message of his young child? Oh well, right, it, it makes yeah. so much sense because it's like, well, they didn't respond yet, so I need to send another message so I make sure I get that response. Right, like it was assaulting his ego that this person maybe wasn't responding to. Right, him. but he never denied it. He never denied he it. Never denied it. Uh, but it was. It, but that statement, I was like, "What did you just say?" Like, like I literally had to listen to it three times. Well, let's talk a little bit about Blake Moines. Yes. So the we, rule breaker. It's it's a little confusing. We have a Blake Monar and a Blake Moines, uh, and so from now on, I'm just going to refer to Blake Moines as the rule breaker because, like. It's just going to be too complicated. It, they they did made they both it, get a rose, both Blakes. I think they did. Yeah, yeah, they both yeah, got they a did. rose. Yeah, this this episode. Um, which, by the way, Blake Monar is a male grooming specialist, which just sounds like you just wax dudes all the time. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what that is, right? Because if he was a hairstylist, it would say hairstylist. But he does have great hair, so he might be. I don't know that I would call this great hair. At least this headshot. I'll, okay. I'll flip the, the computer around so well, everyone knows what that sound is. But if he truly is a male grooming specialist, as he claims, then his hairstyle will change by the month. So that's true. Probably every episode. Probably every episode. Yeah. yeah. 
And we've definitely had in the last season, we had a few girls that that was sort of the case. Like it was a little hard to keep track of at first for me because they were changing styles so much. And maybe that's going to be Blake Monar. And maybe he's going to grow a thicker beard, put on about 75 pounds and try and do his best to look like Blake Moynes because Blake Moynes crushed it this episode. Yeah. I think he was probably one of the fan favorites for this episode uh, in scrolling through, through Twitter to uh, as we were looking through, uh, for funny things to show to you guys <laughs> later in the episode. That was a really clunky s- it statement, was, but it was carry a, on. <laughs> I, I struggled there. I think I had a strip. Um, but yeah, everyone seemed to really like Blake a lot. And it makes sense. So, uh, like we said, he broke the rules. So, I guess there are rules, Jeremy, that they can't like interact with each other prior. Yeah, well, I mean, they're trying to create a level playing field, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, they don't want guys reaching out. Normally, it's not a problem, right? Like, Mm. they'll announce all this stuff, and then, like, a lot of this is already, like, recorded already. They've already met. It's usually not a problem. This year, I think what they did is they... Uh, they announced the contestants and of course the contestants knew who the lead was before they ever actually started recording and they mm. were together. Um, so like there well, was not only that, they had flown them out to Hollywood before everything shut down. So oh, like, and then shipped like them back. They all came from their hometowns out to Hollywood and it was like three days before filming started that everything got shut down and they sent them back home. So they all knew who each other were. And so that's where the rule of like, Hey, don't talk to each other until we start again. Well, plus this is COVID, right? They're sitting at home all day. Totally. What else are you going to do? Like other than try and reach out to the girl you're trying to woo. And Jeremy and I were uh, watching part of the episode together. And he said something that I thought was interesting about uh, you thought that Claire, because she knew everyone was looking into the guys and kind of came into the episode already with favorites. Yeah. So I can't take credit for this. My, my wife picked up on this. She saw something on the internet and uh, you know, the internet's always True. So um, there was something on there that said that uh, Claire knew who the contestants were Mm. and she had been doing some research like, you know, a lot of young people do. uh, And she had actually looked at Dale's stuff and had already kind of like picked her favorite before anybody showed up. So it definitely put it in a different light when you see Claire just going head over heels melt when he gets out of the limo apparently there was a line in there my wife said she caught it i never got around to watching it a second time but she said when he got out of the limo claire had a line something along the lines of i knew it was you yeah i heard that no i i yeah i definitely heard that yeah so it kind of lines up i don't think it was i it was either right as he gets out of the limo or as he walks back in the house she says it like i like to think that it works with my theory so yeah, no, I do too. I, I do too. I do too. Um, because it's a little bizarre to, because she had a very like, not just a, wow, he's cute, but like, that's my future husband. And it's yeah. like, she'd already made up her mind. Oh, all right. Yeah. This is awkward. It didn't feel like a spur of the moment decision, but just like this episode, we've already taken way too much time distraction away from Blake Moines to talk more about Dale. So let's talk about Blake for a second. Uh, he's a wildlife manager. I have no idea what that is, but it sounds super cool. I'm for it. I don't exactly know what a wildlife manager is. I would guess it's kind of. I mean, he's from Canada, so he's probably like a Mountie or something yeah, like that. I would guess. I know what they do. Like a warden, like a game warden. Yeah. They manage wildlife. But d- Oh. Yeah. Like, so they're like, so they're like squirrel, what are you doing? Like picking nuts on this day? You know, you have to go to this tree. Don't and you, you know, you, it's the Sabbath. You just like that. <laughs> what the Sabbath? 
I mean, Moines does sound a little Jewish, I guess. Like maybe he's maybe he's an observing Jew, <laughs> or maybe just the squirrel was a Jew and he was just trying to help him out. He's trying to help the, the Jewish squirrel. Out. Oh my goodness, that was weird uh so yeah that's blake uh let's talk uh well we didn't talk about what he did oh yeah go like ahead yeah he during this time where they weren't supposed to communicate with each other he broke that rule and reached out to claire to let her know that he was thinking about her when apparently her mom fell and broke her nose mm. which i want to hear more by the way like that was such an interesting story i've never heard that before and I feel for her mom, but I was like, I definitely want to know what happened. So I want to, this actually made me think of something else from the episode that I thought was actually kind of funny, but, um, <laughs> so she's so great point yeah. moving right along. No, no, Jeremy. No, no. It's, it's going to come back to the mom is well, what, what I'm guy. saying. It's going to come back to Claire's mom. Um, so she's talking with, I think it was Damar and Damar says yes. something along the lines of like, you know, my mom calls me every Sunday and we talk and she says like, have you been to church? Have you met any girls at church? And so like, I'm a, a real like mama's boy and I talk with my mom all the time. And then Claire goes, oh yeah, that's just like me and my mom. She talks to me all the time and asks me if I'm married yet because she has dementia. <laughs> and I was like, did you just compare your mom with dementia to his regular mom? Like who's like vaguely religious. Yeah. Like that's not cool. <laughs> That was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. So I would guess the dementia had something to do with her falling and breaking her nose. Oh, yeah, I would guess so too. That's too bad. Which is is definitely too bad. Well, uh, we have uh, we we have plenty of guys that we haven't had the chance to talk about, but I want to know if you guys have. I want to know who your two favorite guys are, whether we've talked about them already or not. Maybe they didn't get a lot of coverage so far. Uh, if you have to, and I'd love to know what your two least favorite guys are. So I definitely have a favorite. Okay. Like, I mean, I could find a second, but number one by a landslide is Bennett from Harvard. Like, <laughs> he was my favorite. So as soon as he got out of the limo, my wife looks over to me and she's like, that looks like one of the twins from the social network. He's a winkle boss. Like, yes, he totally is. He was so funny. I thought there was some kind of joke with his scarf. Like he was going to come out and it was going to be a like bit, maybe a bit, but it was just part of his wardrobe. He was serious about it. He was very serious about it. Good for him. He's great. I've seen Twitter blow up. I've heard comparisons to Gaston. Oh, Beauty and yeah. the Beast. Mm -hmm. oh, Personally, yeah. I kept thinking like there's some serious like 007 vibes, like mm. Pierce Brosnan era kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. Uh, he is. So like not a tough 007. No, 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 no. No, just for cinema. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> More like a Pierce Brosnan 007. Oh, yeah. yeah. Before Daniel Craig, when they looked believable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, man. Well, do you have a least favorite then? Oh gosh, least favorite might have been Yosef. Okay, that was pretty rough. I mean, Dale is close. Like, I really just get weird vibes with Dale. Um, but a lot of the guys are super nice. Like, I loved him. If I had to pick a number two, um, I really loved Easy. Like, Easy was mm. super mm. fun. Seems like a great guy. It, it seems like the other guys really like him a lot. Too. Oh yeah, he's he's the guy's guy so far. I feel yep. like he's super fun. So I would love to see him go far. He was cool. Yeah, I liked Easy quite a bit as well. Yeah, I'm a big fan. I will say I thought it was funny that um, that Blake Moynes got the first kiss of the season and then immediately went into the first impression rose and she gave it to Dale. 
And that I was would like, be rough. Like, what, what was going through Blake at that time? That would be you rough. Know? Like, she just kissed me and told me how much I, what I did meant to her. And then she gave the rose to someone else. What a tease. Yeah. Scott, do you have any uh, favorites or least favorites from this first? Uh, so I actually really liked uh, Ben, who was the first guy. He came in and was like, hey, let's just take a deep breath. Like, I can see you're a little flustered. Yes. Does that. And just okay. seems like he he probably came across to me as the most genuine, just like down to earth, still attractive, like just cool oh, guy. Yeah. Like, he, he would have been high for me on the list if I was clear. Uh, I'll, I'll just say, I'm going to piggyback on you. That was exactly who I was thinking. I watched the whole episode, and like as soon as I saw him in his like, talking to the camera kind of a thing he just seemed super real and then with her when he did that like okay let's just take a breath i was like man i really like this dude um he's uh an army vet which you know my my brother's in the army and so anytime i ever meet anyone in the army i'm i'm i have a little bit of bias toward them i'm like you're awesome even even though I don't know you, like you you already have some points, so that gave him some points for me. I'll admit my bias there, but I like Ben quite a bit. Uh, as far as people, I, I wasn't a fan of. I wasn't a fan of straight jacket guy. <laughs> <laughs> like he just stuck with the bit way too long. <laughs> it's commitment, man. Everyone else that had a bit got rid of it at the door. I want to stop you real quick in in to talk about that for a second. I've seen plenty of bits so far already. Obviously, there were plenty of this one. We saw plenty in the first season or in our our first season mm-hmm. uh, in in uh, Pilot Pete's season in the intros. Plenty of bits. I did not feel more than tonight. Like none of those bits were theirs. They were just crudely given to them by producers. <laughs> like. The the biggest one of them was uh, probably the uh, literally the biggest one the the guy who came in in like the giant hamster ball. Oh yeah, he was like nice. wheezing out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> he was not happy that he had to do that. It was not his Did idea. Did he get a rose? Did he, do you know who that was? I don't even know who it was. I don't even know. I would be so upset if a producer made me do something <laughs> ridiculous, and then I didn't get a rose because I would like was trying to catch my breath all night. I seriously have no idea who it was, mostly because we could not you see him. You could never see his face. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, they never showed their names until like they said their name, which was kind of hard. I wish they put it up a little bit earlier. Yeah. I just love that when he was getting out of that little like hamster wheel ball, mm-hmm. like it looked like a grown man coming out of the womb. Did you see that? <laughs> he totally like, did. The way he climbed up. <laughs> he totally did. That was hilarious. I'm glad they didn't cut that. That would have been a massive turnoff if I was Claire. <laughs> like I've been like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Yeah. I uh, definitely didn't like Yosef either. Yeah. Okay. And who else? There was one other. How about you, Ty? My lead, my, I had two, uh, I had one other favorite other than Ben and he did not get, uh, I feel like enough screen time, but I'm super excited to see more of him. It's Garen. Mm. Uh, he's the journalism professor. Yep. Like he's, he's the seems, guy that looks like he's like 55, right? Yeah, he, oh, does. he does. He looks way older than I think he's like 35. But he looks way older than than he is. But he also just carries himself with a a level of maturity that I feel like some of the guys definitely don't. Mm. Even in like comparable professions. Like Tyler C was a lawyer. A lawyer. 
and like he's he felt like a like a child like he felt like a like a like a kid but garen just carries himself with with a lot of class a lot of uh like he respects himself and respects people around him. I don't know. I'm super excited to see more of him. He's he's definitely up there for me. So for me, Ben and Garen are my two favorites. My two least favorites from this uh, episode were AJ, the one who like crushed Claire's hands. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm glad he didn't get a rose. I'm so he, glad he didn't get his a rose. first impression for me was rough. <laughs> it was so bad. I well, was like, well, who is this? And you remember he starts off with, uh, "All my friends tell me I make bad first impressions." And oh, then boy. like, mm-hmm. and then like they're talking for a second and then he sa- I don't remember exactly what he says and she goes, oh, and then he just walks away. <laughs> like he doesn't yeah. say goodbye. Is- he doesn't say see you. It's like, like, it was like, that was a terrible first impression, dude. He was right. <laughs> you, His friends. All your friends are right. right. Who is Tom's friend in Parks and Rec? Uh, oh, John Ralphio. John, he's this like a, guy he's is like a, an innocent John Ralphio. A hundred percent innocent looking John Ralphio. Yeah. Was AJ the guy who said, I haven't touched a woman in months? <laughs> I, I think it was. Yeah. yeah, I think it was AJ. That was so uncomfortable. It was like, it was, ooh. It was not great. And then we have a boy Yikes. band manager on the oh, show. I love Ken. It. Kenny. Kenny. Yeah. Well, he calls himself Kenny. His Chiron is Kenny, the the like lower third of his name. Mm-hmm. But she, when she gave him the rose, called him Ken. And I didn't know if that was her way of like subtly saying like, Kenny's a little and, boy's yeah, name. Grow yeah, grow up and get a better name. <laughs> yeah, but his boys call him Kenny. Is the the boys in the in the band boys into hood? <laughs> I think my other like uh, person that I was like, okay, like you're cool, you're definitely not gonna make it, but I like you was uh, Ivan. Yeah, I don't think Ivan's gonna make it. I I didn't dislike him. He just was kind of like he might as well have been one of the Zacks. Totally, I connected <laughs> with him because he he did aeronautical engineering, and I was like, okay. He's oh, fun. that's right, that's right, that's right. He My- seems super fun, by the way. Like, I want to see more of that guy. He seems super smart. He was the one who was super tall, though, right? Like, he was a foot taller than Claire. No, that was a different guy. Different guy. Oh no! The, actually, I'm really excited for him. Uh, that was, um, oh man, what's his name? Uh, I'm like literally scrolling through face shots right now to see if I could find him real quick. He's from Santa Monica. I remember that. Oh, here he is. Jordan M. He's 30, a cybersecurity engineer from Santa Monica. Um, so we follow him on Twitter. And uh, this is like super like, I, I feel ridiculous for saying this, but I actually am rooting for him for this. Uh, he put like follower of Christ as like the first thing in his Twitter bio. Like, and it was like, you know, he's like doing other stuff, but I like flipped through his Twitter and it's like, this dude seems really legit. Like he's a guy that I would love to like, just get a beer with and hang out with. Like I'm rooting for him too. Well, bad news. Uh, he didn't get, a I know, I know. So wait, what? I'm just kidding. Yeah. You can get a beer with us though, Tyler. I know. We're I can not also cool. get a beer with him. He's in Santa Monica. Like, you know. Yeah, he was a cool guy. Yeah, so him. if you're uh, listening, Jordan, hit hit us up. So the other one that I really didn't like, my my second, like, dislike uh, was Joe. He was the one who did the origami. Oh. Yeah. Did did you notice how he pronounced Chris's last name? Yes. <laughs> Wait, it was what like, did he say? It was like Harrison or something no, like it that. It was like Harrison. Harrison. Yeah, that was like, what, what it was. What? I was like, what are you? Get out of here, Joe. <laughs> Jai. I did not like him. He showed up with like the stethoscope on, which I get it. Again, like they're probably being given these bits. 
but I don't feel like the origami was the bit given to him by the producers. He showed up with that origami was and called it like the bachelor in the wild board game. Like he created like a, a game out of these. And it, it just seemed so cheesy and weird. He was like put on a list of like 20 most eligible bachelors in like New York city or something. I don't remember what it was. Really? Was yeah. that in the episode? I missed I, it. It was, it was something I saw on, on Twitter was some kind of New York newspaper or magazine put it out that he was, he was on, on that list. He should have mentioned that as soon she as he totally got out of the should limo, have mentioned that. He yeah. just should have reminded Claire how lucky she was to have him there, but he got a rose. So there's still, there's probably going to be more of him. Yeah, so he was uh, once voted uh, in the top 20 most eligible doctors and medical professionals in New York City. Well, dude, anesthesiologists make bank. So Tons that of money. guy, especially as a single guy, he's making a lot of money. Uh, seems like a good looking dude. Yeah, I'd, I'd believe it. Yeah, I don't know. All right, well, Jeremy or Scott, uh, I didn't get the chance to really take very good notes on this one, but who uh, who did not get a rose this episode? Like, who are all the people who didn't get a rose? Yeah, so we have Paige. Yeah. Which I don't know what he does. I didn't write it down. He was a chef. We have AJ. Uh, who was a, like, small child from uh, Playa del Rey. Uh, we have uh, Chris. Oh, Chris, that's right. Yeah, Chris didn't get a rose. He's a, a landscape design salesman. And then we had Tyler C, who was our little tattletale. Our little, our Tyler the tattletale, uh, a lawyer from uh, somewhere in Alabama. And what's the difference between a lawyer and a uh, attorney? An attorney. Nothing. Okay, why? Because I noticed someone had attorney as their title and someone had lawyer, and I was like, oh, I thought those were the same thing. Well, I guess that's not technically true. There. I think there is like a, a very subtle nuance difference. I think that attorneys typically don't. Uh, litigate so they don't go to court lawyers go to court got it uh, we had Jeremy the banker he did not get a rose he did not get a rose sorry Jeremy we oh, had uh, we already talked about Mike the digital media advisor yeah we didn't talk about him at all uh, but man what a weirdo <laughs> which one was he uh, he, he was the one who had Claire in his bathtub, like that guy. Oh, that yeah, so the weird. super weirdo. Yeah, he was a weirdo. Also, by the way, uh, I went to look for all these guys on Twitter, and Mike is a digital media advisor who I could not find on Twitter. That's weird. Uh, listen, here's, here's <laughs> my thing. If I were the lead in one of these shows, night one, I'd look for anybody who had some kind of job in like digital media, like any kind of stuff like that and send them home immediately. Listen, you already know people aren't here for the right reasons. Yeah. If somebody is already in that industry, immediate red flag. If they're like in PR or like, yeah, they're, yeah. Uh, they're an influencer or yeah. It's like, nope. Yeah. Goodbye. Sorry, Sorry Mike. We also had Jordan M who we talked about. Yep. And then Robbie. 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 Listen, he's interesting because he, I don't know if he applied, but he was definitely uh, requested by a former bachelor. Like that was the guy who recommended this guy. So he was recommended by Nick Vial, who was a bachelor oh, a couple man. years ago. Yeah, he's bachelor like royalty. Yeah. So Nick should be embarrassed today because his boy couldn't make it past night one. That's, that's embarrassing. I don't even remember what he did or nothing. He just wasn't even really on the show a whole lot. No. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he seemed cool, but yeah, we didn't see anything with Robbie. 
according to his bachelor biography on uh, abc.com, his biggest, this is a direct quote, his biggest accomplishment is modeling for GQ magazine. Is he Zoolander? <laughs> he might be Derek Zoolander. That's his biggest accomplishment. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, made zero impression on me, Robbie. Yeah. Well, uh, it, we uh, have a, a pretty exciting new thing that actually Jeremy did for us, uh, and it's our power rankings. And so all throughout the season, you can see what we're thinking by going to uh, ranking.batchpadpodcast.com. You can find it directly on our website, batchpadpodcast.com. Uh, and you can see how we're ranking all the guys sort of as we go. And uh, that might be super interesting for some of you who watch early because we will probably watch earlier and then record this episode a few days later. Um, but so, Jeremy, will you explain to us a little bit about what this power ranking is and how it's going to work? Oh, yeah. So um, I'm definitely a sports fan. So I am stealing a sports uh, tactic here. We're doing power ranking. So every single week we're going to rank from first to worst. Uh, who we think has the best chances of being the last one standing. So uh, every single week we'll update it. The guys who go home, you know, they'll be at the bottom. Uh, but, you know, week to week, a lot changes, right? So like a guy like Dale, you know, it looks like he's doing great this week, but clearly in the previews, stuff happens. So as we go forward, there'll be a lot of movers and shakers, some guys going up, some guys going down. We're going to talk about it. So I figured it'd be kind of fun. I picked the top two that were pretty obvious. Yeah. After that, I think it's anyone's guess. So number one clearly is Dale. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I would that, agree with that for sure. That was pretty obvious by everybody. Uh, number two, I put is Blake. Blake Moyes. Blake Moyes. Oh, yeah. Wildlife manager. The only two that got a kiss. Totally. Those two. Yeah. So I thought it'd be fun to figure out who's number three. So you guys, like, I couldn't actually tell who the best, like, number three is after night one. What do you guys think? I think number three, based on the interactions, um, I don't know. I actually I actually think number three is going to be easy. He did well. I think he, he and Claire got along. They connected. They clicked. It was natural. It was easy. Pardon the pun. Uh, <laughs> pun intended. What's his real name? Uzama, I think. Yeah. Uzama. Um, I, I really liked him a lot. I, I, and, and, and he did. Like, like, she seemed very comfortable around him. So I would put him as a, a, a number three. Can I add something to... So there were two guys who were listed as pro football players who, by the way, have never played an NFL game. They were just practice squad <laughs> They were on practice guys, squad, yeah. Right? Uh, Easy was the one guy who didn't have it listed, but he actually was like a pro football player. Yeah, he played in the NFL. Yeah, I don't know if he played in any like actual games, but in co like he's the most accomplished football player of the three, even though <laughs> he wasn't even listed. He wasn't. Like he went to Texas A&M, was actually a really good wide receiver there. So good for Easy. I wish he got more credit. Uh, respect, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, apparently he played in the NFL for four years, which is a like. Law of averages is a pretty solid career for the NFL. I feel like. Yeah, if you're getting a good paycheck every year. Yeah. Which I think the the like like bottom line for the NFL is four hundred thousand a year. So. Yeah. They, oh they, yeah. They barely get by. But. And yeah, it's a, it's a rough life to have to <laughs> ride the bench. And now he's he's a sports agent, so now he's 
Jerry Maguire, essentially. Oh, yeah. He's in Newport Beach, too. So he's doing... Okay. You know he's doing fine. <laughs> yeah, he's not like a sports agent in, like, New Jersey. He's uh... <laughs> he's not trying to pick people up for the Jets. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Scott, what about you? Do you have any thoughts on, uh, if not easy, someone who you would put in, in this third is, place? This is who I would put in third place. Not from their interactions with Claire, uh, but, like, who I would want in third place. And that's, okay. that's Ben. Uh, I think he's one of the ones who, um, as we saw kind of in uh, the our first season with, with Peter, where they don't show a lot in the beginning and maybe they show more towards the end. And I'm thinking that's what they're going to do with Ben. I think he is going to be someone who like lasts a little bit, but he's not going to get a ton of airtime at the beginning. Well, Ben, if you're listening to this, go Army, beat Navy. <laughs> Yeah, he graduated from West Point, so it's like a that's like the West Point. It, he's the Army Ranger vet. Mm-hmm. He's that guy. Yeah, okay. but he 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 graduated from West Point, which is uh, it's a yeah, prestigious man. school. It's, so he's clearly like not only like you know an all around American boy kind of a thing, but he's clearly smart because it's hard mm-hmm. to get in there. That's impressive. And I'll tell you what what the producers do every single year is usually the person who's like the front runner. Sometimes they'll like let them kind of go under the radar right. the first few weeks. So that very well could be happening. I'd love to see somebody like Ben, like make mm-hmm. it. I think that'd be cool. Well, I want to uh, pivot a little bit and uh, tackle some relationship advice. But before we do that, uh, we have to uh, do our ad copy. Uh, So this week's episode is brought to you by Mayfield Straight Jackets. When you're trying to make a great first impression, don't go with those other brands. Only Mayfield tells your special someone that I might murder you and your kids in your sleep one day. Mayfield Straight Jackets. They do make great straight jackets. Do you have one? Uh, well, this one time I definitely had to use a straight jacket on someone and it was a Mayfield and it worked really well. Well, they sent me one for this, oh, for this. Well, yeah. they sent us one, but I kept it. I didn't even want to say, I didn't even know they were our sponsors this week. Yeah. It's because I, I just, I, I saw the quality of the Mayfield straight jacket and I just kept it for myself because uh, the next time I meet a girl, I, I definitely want to be wearing my Mayfield straight jacket. Yeah. Make a better first impression than AJ. That's what I say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Straight, Absolutely. Straight jacket boy. All right. Well, <laughs> I want to jump into this. Uh, this is like has nothing to do with The Bachelor necessarily, but I've been wanting to do this uh, segment on the podcast since we started. And uh, since we have Jeremy here with us, I thought it would be a lot of fun to try it out. And uh, maybe we'll do this again if you guys like it. And maybe we'll never do it again if you hate it. Uh, all right. So this is, uh, I found this on Reddit on their, uh, relationship advice subreddit. Uh, so the question is, and this is a little bit long. I'm going to give you some context. So about three weeks ago, I split up with my girlfriend of five months. She was slash is a great girl and girlfriend. In the beginning, we had a lot of fun and I really enjoyed life with her in it. After around the third month though, my feelings began to change about her and the idea of furthering the relationship. Without going into graphic detail, let's just say that the intimacy between us stopped. Soon resentment began, uh, soon resentment followed by bickering to the point that I felt like I needed it to end. The issue is that she is very distraught over the breaking, and although it pains me greatly, I've tried my hardest to, to have broken contact with her, at least for the time being. Dot, dot, dot. Until last night. 
She texts me saying, I left something on the front porch for you. Merry Christmas. I got home to receive a monogrammed money clip, a limited edition flask, socks, and some weed. She finally started listening to me. Now I don't know what to do. My feelings haven't changed as far as wanting to be a part. I just don't know what to say now. Do I keep these gifts knowing that uh, I won't use these things? Do I try to give them back? What do I do? That's an interesting question. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say I've ever been in that that scenario. I just love that he says uh, he gets home and it's a uh, monogrammed money clip, a limited edition flask, socks, and some weed. And then his next thought is, she finally started listening to me. Like, these are his favorite (laughs) things. Those are the things he's been asking for. (laughs) He's been begging her for a monogrammed money clip. That was the intimacy that stopped happening. (laughs) Those things. I would say, dude, uh, you should definitely just let it not be a thing. And probably just not use those gifts. I think it sends a weird message if you use the monogrammed monogram i can't say monogrammed money clip it's too weird monogrammed money clip i would probably attempt once to give it back and if she was like no it's a gift then i would just take them would you use them uh probably not i'd probably sell them (laughs) (laughs) if if they are what it's as great as they make it sound (laughs) i'd definitely sell the weed and get some good money for that It's a limited edition flask. Probably get some good money for that. I might keep the socks and wear the socks. I've never... What the heck is a limited edition flask? I don't know. Maybe it's like a Pokemon flask or something. (laughs) (laughs) A a child's game flask. Like it's got the original starting Pokemon on it. It's like they only made 10 of these bad boys. Oh my gosh. A limited edition Pikachu flask. Yeah. Finally, you're listening to me. <laughs> you just never know. Maybe that's what he's into. You know, Jeremy, what do you think? Do you give the gifts back? Do you get back with her? Or do you just pretend none of this ever happened? I mean, it was a gift, right? So, like, there's no expectation that it comes back. Uh, so, I think it's okay if you keep the gift. I personally love what Scott shared. I think I would sell it and... <laughs> Like, you know, there's less guilt, but you're still enjoying it. I feel like the after relationship gift is an attempt to rejoin the relationship. And so I would say an offer back is a decline at that. I think to keep it is to string along a little bit. Mm. And so I would try to offer it back. If they refuse, then it's, I think it's fine. Do whatever you want with it. But if you offer it back, that's the last gift. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Because <laughs> we don't want to be in this relationship. Anymore. That's true. I, I would say this. Whatever you do with the gift, uh, clearly it's not going to work with this girl. Um, I would say first Yeah, if you're not months, interested in her, don't string her along. Yeah, don't do that at all. I think it's easy in month number one, easy in month number two. Everything's new. It's exciting. It's different. Uh, you finally got after the like honeymoon phase, and clearly there wasn't enough to sustain it. So... Uh, keep moving forward, you know, be kind, be like respectful of her, uh, probably give her stuff back. That would be nice. Um, (laughs) but yeah, it's definitely not going to work. All right. Well, that's relationship advice. If you guys like this segment, uh, feel free to send us in your questions. Yeah. If you Uh, have questions, that's fine. Or if you find a just interesting question on 
uh, any kind of website. <laughs> Feel free to send it to us. <laughs> and we do of- accept gifts. And we, we do. do accept limited Pikachu <laughs> flasks, <laughs> limited edition Pikachu flasks, uh, anime socks. Uh, what was it? Monogrammed, monogrammed money clips with money in it, with, with money Dragon in Ball it. Z characters on it. <laughs> uh, but not weed. Unfortunately, we are we not accepting not accept weed, at, weed, this weed at this time. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but thank you for all those other gifts. Those are very thoughtful. And, uh, thank you for finally listening to us. Yes, thank you for finding <laughs> Indeed. All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump into some of the tweets uh, that that we found. Scott, what did you find on Twitter? Yeah, so there were a few that I thought were funny. Uh, the first one, actually, the first two are both about Bennett, our our boy that goes to Harvard, uh, and it says uh, Bennett looks like the rich villain in those '90s children's movies who wants to <laughs> shut down the community center, <laughs> and you know he has the money to do it. Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> he's not gonna lose. Look at how cut his jawline is. Oh, he's a trust fund kid if I've ever seen one. Yeah, I feel like he was made in a factory. <laughs> like a Ken doll. He's too perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that he I, I vehemently believe that it wasn't his, but I love that they just like laid into it more by having him show up in a Rolls Royce. Okay, did you notice? So the person right before him was Tyler C. In a a station wagon. wagon, Yeah. And his quote, this is the last thing he says before the next guy. He said, I rolled up in a station wagon. I'm feeling pretty confident right now. Cut scene to the next guy in a Rolls Royce. (laughs) Like, oh man. Less confident now, aren't you, Tyler C.? Especially having not gotten the rose. (laughs) Whoops. Uh, so then the next one, actually, Jeremy kind of referenced it earlier. It was someone just singing the Gaston song <laughs> with just a picture of our dear friend Bennett. So that one was pretty funny. Uh, Llama Drama at Sweats and Pizza uh, tweeted, summary of tonight's episode. One, there was a dog. Two, Claire <laughs> chose her husband. <laughs> Accurate. I do like her dogs, though. I got to yeah. be honest. And Kenny showed up with that shirt. Of her dogs. That's the only reason he got a rose. Oh, 100%. 100%. The dog shirt carried him through 100%. And then uh, the last the last tweet I wanted to shout out tonight was from, I think he's a, a Bachelor person, uh, Brett Ver- Vergara. Is he from The Bachelor? He's verified. Uh, so I just assumed he was from The Bachelor. <laughs> All verified uh, users. Most people that are verified that are <laughs> tweeting about The Bachelor are from The Bachelor. <laughs> I don't know many verified people that are tweeting about The Bachelor that aren't from The Bachelor. <laughs> Uh, but he said, uh, straight jacket guy somehow getting a rose honestly makes the most sense in 2020. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, because they didn't have, I we didn't at, at least get to see an interaction between the two of them, right? Mm-mm. I don't think so. I did see the picture of the entire group together and he was still wearing the straight jacket. <laughs> <laughs> so I deeply like to believe that uh, he kept going around to all the guys like, can you get me out of this thing? And everyone's like, like, no, "No, sorry. (laughs) He's like, seriously, the keys taped to my back. Just let me out. And they're like, no, this is way too funny. Can you at least get me a drink, please? No. (laughs) He goes past the guys. He's like talking to producers and stagehands. And they're all like, this is great television. Someone stuck a sign on his back as well. that says, don't help me no matter what I say. Oh man. Yeah. Straight jacket guy. We hope you do well. Uh, but mostly we hope that you keep bringing us quality content like that. Oh yeah. Where in week two for sure. <laughs> Your first date with Claire. I think, I think where until you're off the show. 
Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's working. Yeah. Don't <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> and then, you know what? Just keep wearing it, bro. Just show her how crazy you really are <laughs> for her. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing this for you, Claire. <laughs> that was okay. Real quick. Uh, we'll, we're, we're winded down here, but that was one of the things that annoyed me the most was how many guys, when they're getting the COVID test, say it said something to the effect of we're doing this for you, Claire. Or like, I'm doing this for Claire, or I'm, I'm going through all this for Claire. And it's like, no, you're not. You're doing all this to go on TV. Totally. And, and also, maybe date a hot chick. And also, it's not that bad of a test. Like, yeah, it's annoying for a second. That's not that bad. Yeah, it's not like, uh, it's not like a biopsy. You yeah. Know what I mean? like, <laughs> not breaking skin. You're not bleeding anywhere. <laughs> Just getting swabbed on your brain from your nose. It's fine. <laughs> Man up boys just get brain swabbed through your nose it's fine well it's time uh to check in with our fearless leader chris harrison uh who you know unfortunately did not get uh nearly enough screen time for me and i i feel that every episode i just want more chris harrison uh and i'm so looking forward to when bachelor in paradise comes back because we get a lot more chris i feel like in bachelor in paradise than we get in bachelor and bachelorette uh, but uh, were, were there any things that, that stood out to you guys uh, from, uh, from, from Chris Harrison's interactions? I think the only thing that stood out to me from Chris uh, this episode was his double take on Claire when she first saw Dale and said, oh, I think I just met my husband. And he was like, wait, you what? Did you just say you thought you just met your husband? Like, that was the only thing I can even remember from Chris this episode. I kept waiting for him to say something like, you know it was in the contract. You're not allowed to say that. <laughs> you can't choose this early. <laughs> you do remember how this works? Uh, yeah, I mean, that was that was really, I guess, it for me, too. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing more from Chris. But, Jeremy, uh, you let me know something a little sad. Is that, like, spoiler alert, Chris Harrison might not be on the show for the entire season. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, just rumors that I've been hearing, but it looks like at some point this season, uh, I think there's something that Chris Harrison needed to go see. I think it was like one of his kids was graduating or something like that. Uh, and because of the bubble, I think he was going to have to quarantine a little bit coming back. And mm. so Got it. I know at some point there's going to be a few episodes here where they have a guest host. I think I heard somebody say it was going to be Jojo Fletcher, who was a bachelorette a few years ago. Mm. Super fun. She's kind of like, if I were to design the female Chris Harrison, it would be kind of like Jojo, like if, younger and female. Let's let's do this. If you guys could choose any contestant that you have seen on The Bachelor or Bachelorette or Bachelor in Paradise to fill in for Chris for a couple of weeks, who would you choose? Easy choice for me. Go ahead, Jeremy. Uh, listen, on a practical level, I, I would maybe lean towards Mike, like big, mm. tall, smooth-talking Mike because he's very level-headed big and Mike. a great, great host. But... As much as I'm tempted to go that way, I'm going to go JPJ because he would. Oh, JPJ would be a fun one. JPJ. That's more along the lines of what I, I would have. I would have chosen Demi. Oh, dude, she is one of my favorite people. She's a firecracker. Like, she's so she's fun. fun. Uh, so, but I love JPJ. I think that's a great <laughs> choice too. How about you, Ty? Uh, this is easy for me. I don't think it's going to be a surprise to anyone out there who's been listening to this for any length of time. But I have a huge man crush on Wells. 
and uh, it would just be Wells. Like, let's mm. let's not. Uh, he's already used to the show. Like, he, just give him a promotion for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's already a regular on Bachelor in Paradise as sort of like the little brother to Chris Harrison sort of a thing. They have a great relationship, so it seems on Instagram. And uh, I think he plays well on camera. I think he's fun. He's young. He can, like, grow into it for a long time. I mean, let's face it. Chris Harrison has been our fearless leader for, like, 20 years now. Yeah, here's to 20 more years. I agree. I agree. (laughs) But I think if we're grooming anybody to be his replacement, I want Wells. Yep. So, all right. Well, that's uh, that's Chris's corner. Uh, hopefully, he'll have some more uh, interesting things popping up on his Instagram that we can talk about uh, going forward. But very excited for this uh, for this next season of the Bachelorette, and uh, and for this next season of Batchpad Podcast. Yeah, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening uh, to this episode. We would love to hear from you. You can send us an email at hello at batchpadpodcast.com or you can follow us on Twitter at batchpadpod and we would love, feel free to DM us, tweet at us, send us an email. We'd love to hear from you. We will highlight you on the show next week if we hear from you. But until then. Oh, and, and make sure to follow our rankings. Uh, oh yeah. Thanks to rankings. Jeremy, our power rankings. That's right. Rankings dot batchpadpodcast.com and thank you jeremy for joining us on our opening episode this season thanks for having me guys this is fun i hope that you'll come back hey anytime anytime all right you you let us know what you think of jeremy by the way as well (laughs) if you like him let us know if you don't like him let us know we will definitely call him out on the show as well uh but we just want to hear from you guys so to all of our geckos out there have a great week and we will see you next time